She was ugly. She is ugly. You act for this shit whatever it is. Welcome back to the broadcast. Favorite podcast. You ask for this shit if you are easily offended. Don't recommend it. You ask for this shit so here it is. She is ugly. She is. Thank you, Kelly. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Issues, the Doomsday Edition. I'm John, your host. Follow me on Instagram at Pop Issues. Please do do it. And subscribe, leave five stars, yada yada. Send cash, send your daddy, whatever. I know it's been a minute, but you know what? I just didn't feel like it over the weekend, so we're back with a new week to talk about episodes that aired days ago on Bravo of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and maybe if I feel like it, Real Housewives in New York City as well. But first, briefly, pandemic updates, because what would it be without some bad news, right? Remember last time I was telling you that Missouri, uh, where I am, out of all the states decided that it would be the first to sue China personally. We're suing China, you know, because we're like, you know, we're, we're the hardest hit. That's sarcasm by the way new york clearly new york but that should be the one to sue them but they got better things to do like save everybody's life but missouri's got free time we're like you know we're gonna sue china and i said china just wrote back lol well i told a friend of mine i didn't say this on the podcast so i can't prove it but i told a friend of mine i'm like watch our numbers spike for the virus our numbers are gonna fucking spike and you know what them numbers spiked now look i'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist a actress a dancer a model a a private chef but um i'm starting that conspiracy right now you talk shit about them and look what happened now i know all of my lovely listeners um are way too smart to do this but i hope nobody's drinking or injecting bleach i just i just have to say that okay i'm not even gonna make a joke about it because honestly It's so disgusting. You guys know what I'm talking about. The orange monster himself. At one of those stupid daily press conferences, which they really need to scale back, they're talking about it, I heard. He's like, uh, you know, there's disinfectant. I wish I had the sound clip. I don't. So this is paraphrasing. What if we, we got disinfectant and I've seen where, where you just put it on there and the disease just disappears in just a minute. And he looks over to Dr. Deborah Burks, who I call the scarf witch. I've never liked her. Said it from day one. She's sitting over there with her hanging her head down. He looks at her and he's like, is that something we could try? Like ingesting or injecting the... Uh, uh, disinfect it into the, into the human body, basically. Do you know that that bitch didn't even shake her head? No, nothing. Nothing. No response at all. I'm like, you should be ashamed of yourself. You took an oath as a doctor. Your entire reputation and career have just been flushed down the toilet because you are a sycophant to this fucking idiot. So, fuck her, fuck him. Who's next? Who else? We got? Fuck the Surgeon General, too, that jackass. He, he knows absolutely nothing. Um, Okay, end of rant. Now, I know there's some more hot topics, current events, barely. But if I recall what they are, (laughs) because I didn't write them down, I'll just bring them up in the middle of talking about something else, because that's how we do here. Get used to it. Get into it. Love it. She is ugly! Let's talk about The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. My favorite, because it was good again this week. Spoiler. Second episode, I think. Again, very good. I'm so happy that this season is starting off on a good foot. 
And even though there's no drama starting already, you can tell people are like just like needling, getting on each other's nerves. There's little glances. Teddy shot Lisa Rinna. Well, I don't have to even have to say Rinna anymore because Vanderpump's gone. I love that. Uh, Teddy shot Lisa a, a look in the car like, bitch. And uh, they're just moments. Sutton's bringing shit to the table and she doesn't even have a diamond, but she's like, I'm here to play. I like it all. Now, tell me if you guys have noticed, I'm sure you have, but isn't it so obvious from the vibe of just these first two episodes alone how much Lisa Vanderpump had her fingers in everything revolving the production of this show? I mean, she was producing behind the scenes. Even Brandy used to say, Lisa would call me the night before and tell me what what we're going to talk about the next day. And that is a big no-no, okay? That's a fuck you to the producers. You're fucking everything up. So... Even though this show was good, I mean, Lisa was a pretty good producer. Um, we have a whole fresh new vibe going here, and I'm not mad at it so far. So just tell me in the comments on Degram if you if you feel the same way, or if you miss her. If you're in the minority there, maybe you do. Okay, so Dorit and PK got a new house because... Was it any secret that they were renting that last one? Didn't Camille bring that up at the reunion or something? That's a very famous house. Like, I feel like we've seen it on TV a lot. I think somebody said that J-Lo and Mark Anthony or one of her husbands used to live there. I just... And I didn't like that house, that steep-ass driveway. Bougie. I didn't care for it. So they moved into a new house, which is in Dorit's name alone, which I love that they asked her why in the interview. Like, that's so fucking rude. Like, to be a producer and drill these girls in the interviews and just ask whatever you want. Like, oh, what a gift. He's like, so why is it just in your name? Is it because PK's broke? That's kind of like the direction they're going in is PK's broke. So... That's going to change the dynamic of their marriage. Mark my word, it's happened in the past. Teresa and Joe Judice. When the wife starts making more money on with the TV deal, with Bravo, by being on the show, than anything else they're doing, um, it makes things complicated. And we haven't seen it yet, but I feel like we're gonna. Um, let's see. Oh, Garcelle also has a new home. Of course, we never really saw her old house, but she had a new house. She has a new house. She went in with her realtor. Um, it looks like a cute place. And um, she has her first moment of vulnerability, which is great. Get it over with. She starts crying and breaking down. And she's like, you know, my husband, uh, I found out he was cheating on me after five years. No, they were married nine years and he had, had, had been having a five-year affair which she found out because she asked to use his cell phone and somebody texted, I love you. I gotta say, he's kind of a lazy cheater. That's an amateur mistake, but good to know. I think we already knew that about Garcelle, but it's nice that they covered it, got it out of the way. It doesn't have to be a big buildup to figure out, you know, it's just nice. So we also found out that Garcelle, which I didn't know, that she blasted her ex-husband in a mass email. She like CC'd all her friends and family, business contacts. Now, look, I'm not admitting to anything, but I may have done something like this previously. So, mad respect for the um, jilted woman. I love righteous anger, and she had every right to do that. And you know what? It did nothing but elevate her profile to Beverly Hills levels. So, good for you, Gar. I like you, Garcelle. I know you're listening, and I like you. Lisa and Teddy go for a hike. And uh, they talk some more about Amelia struggling with bulimia or anorexia and bulimia and how she's posting on Instagram and doesn't can't finish school. Honey, quit school. Quit it. 
You think Gigi and Bella, did they finish college? I don't think so. Do they need to? Hell no. Amelia and Delilah, you guys are gorgeous. You have model genetics. Drop the fuck out of school and don't feel bad about it. But the oversharing with the about your unless you really find that it helps you the anorexia and bulimia on Instagram, I don't know. Mixed feelings about that, but I'm not I'm not putting any judgment on it, but I did find it interesting that Lisa's like, you know, people blast me online saying I gave my kids eating disorders or I gave my one daughter eating disorder because I like to exercise and eat right. And I'm like, you don't have to feel bad about that. But that was her vulnerability there. Kyle and Sutton are in New York City having dinner. And Sutton is talking to Kyle about her fashion line and saying she loves some of the pieces. And that was probably just to be nice because let's just be honest, those clothes were not cute. They weren't cute. You know it. I know it. Sutton knows it. She's being nice. So she does have manners, um, despite what we see later in the season where she tells Teddy she's pregnant and Teddy that she's boring and makes her cry. (laughs) Uh, Looking forward to that, by the way. Uh, But I love that Sutton is so rich. And she doesn't act like new money in the way that she's completely unaware. Like, she's talking about having a yacht a yacht collection of clothes and listening to Yacht Rock and having a yacht trunk. Everything's got to do with yachts and basically being a one percenter. And even Kyle, who is super rich, grew up... Well, did she grow up rich? I don't know. Kyle's got money for days, multiple homes. And even she's looking at Sutton like, bitch... Ever, the people watching the show don't have yachts and they're my customers and Sutton's like okay I'll think of something else I can't do her accent yet but I'm working on it so Sutton's talking about opening up her store and you see that look in Kyle's face like oh shit don't go down that road tried it did it failed at it Kyle plus Aline too that was before Kyle plus um, whatever her name is with the caftan line we just saw last episode um But I have to say Sutton's store that we see later in the episode looks more fun than Kyle's. Sorry, Kyle. Maybe I like it more because it's just called Sutton and nobody else. Like, it's not like a codependent name with the store. Like, Kyle by Aline, too. Like, what what is that? Nobody's ever going to be like, John by Calvin Klein. Actually, I'd totally let, if any big designer or even any, it could be Christian, Andrew Christian underwear. I don't give a shit. I'll do it. My name's not special, but Sutton is special. And she has the balls to just put her name on the store and be like, that's all. I don't need a partner. I'm doing it with my own money. Great time for a store opening, by the way. Pandemic, you know, impending recession and all. Like a bougie store, too. Like expensive shit. Um, Denise and her hot husband, who, look, I'm going to still lust over Aaron. That's his name, right, Aaron? Liz? Yeah. And what's he do? He's like a brainwave stimulant. I don't know what he does. Some fake career, allegedly. I'm kidding. Denise and Erin are in her kitchen talking about how she's got bulging something, hernia. I don't understand. Maybe we can ask Dr. Burks about it at the press conference. But Denise has to have some surgery to remove her or to fix her hernias or something. I don't know. That's pretty boring, to be honest. But I do love when they show her in bed at the recovery hotel or center and uh she facetimes with lisa renna and lisa renna's like lisa knows what she's doing she's like do you have pills do you have pain pills take the pills honey lisa knows she's on camera she's 
she's just giving us moments and I appreciate it so much. Garcelle and Erica are at brunch. I'm assuming it's brunch. Erica's like, can I get bacon and eggs? And uh, what did Garcelle get? Not that it matters. Avocado toast. I've never had that, but it looks good. I was so distracted by how beautiful Garcelle looked in this scene. Number one, her wig was like A+. There was no little like line detect. It's I'm assuming a lace front, so I'm not a wig expert. But I've seen enough of Drag Race to know. There was no visible lace, nothing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and look at that scene. Her wig is beautiful. She's It's like a bob. Anyway, I digress. Um, and also, Garcelle just has like a sparkle in her eye. Like She looks like a happy, self-regulating person. Like She doesn't need everybody else to tell her she's beautiful and da-da-da. I like that. I like her confidence. I like that she's shady in her interviews. I'll get back to Garcelle later because she does more things that I like. Um, but I love that Garcelle asks Erica because Erica's like, my husband's 80. And one of the first, Garcelle looks at her like, holy shit. Of course, she probably already knew that he was significantly older, but to 80, it's a big number, okay? It's a big number. And I'm not mad at Erica. I'm not judging at all. But Garcelle's like, how's the sex? Which is a totally valid question. And, you know, whereas a few seasons ago, I think Elisa Vanderpump asked the same question and uh, Erica was kind of defensive about it. And she was like, he doesn't need Viagra. But this time with Garcelle, because they're being more open with each other, Erica's just kind of like, it's okay. I was like, oh, (laughs) I wonder what Tom's going to think. Not that anybody thinks Tom's like blowing her back out in bed or anything, but just to be like, oh, it's fine. I mean, even I would be a little offended. And Garcelle's like, do you need to get your back blown out? Like, hardcore, do you want to be pounded really hard? And uh, Erica's like, not really. Don't know if I totally believe that, but... And I hope Tom lives forever, but Erica's going to have a second chapter. And in her second chapter, she's going to get her back blown out plenty. Trust and believe. So I'm not worried about it, and she isn't either, clearly. She's, she's got a plenty of good, sexy years left. So Erica is talking about how thankful she is. I'm laughing. I don't know why. Um, Oh, how lucky she is to have Tom and everything. And she starts to like tear up. And I'm like, holy shit. Not only is Erica tearing up, which never happens. Remember, like she's been accused of being cold for years. But with somebody brand new on the cast, I'm like, wow, Vanderpump leaving really like Erica can be a whole person now. Like she had her guard up for good reason with Vanderpump around because we all know why. And she's like, I'm so lucky. And then they go to Erica and Tom and they're signing the contracts for Erica to perform as Roxy Hart in Chicago on Broadway, which is, by the way, my favorite musical. Love it. I saw Melanie Griffith in it two or three times. And the touring company, which was great. I just love it. A lot of people hate Chicago. I'm not a musical person, but that's the one I like because there are no... um, All the characters are awful. So, kind of like Shaz of Sunset with music. Anyway, and it's about murder. So, Erica cries again in this scene. I'm like, holy shit. This bitch cried twice in the season already? 
So Erica is showing growth, and I like that because I was kind of over it. I thought we had seen all we needed to see from Erica after last season. I'm like, okay, is is she giving us anything else? Because if she's not going to break down and cry or fight more, I don't know what I don't need. Know that I need to see her sliding into more cat suits and performing. I just don't know if I need that. But this Erica, I, I'm here for it. I gotta say. The transition shots between scenes where the girls are like spinning and dancing and, you know, there's glitter and they're wearing cute outfits are so beautiful this season. Like Lisa's wearing that bright pink fuchsia with the big dynasty shoulders and Erica is in, I think, blue. They look like Barbie dolls. Like the production value is perfection. Um, Okay, so Teddy, we're back at Teddy's house for some reason. Teddy texts all the girls, inviting them to one of her all-in her all-in exercise wellness weekend things. That sounds like a blast and a wellness retreat. And I love that the and Teddy put in like a little caveat at the end, like "Don't feel like you have to come," which you gave everybody a free pass. That was kind of dumb. I know she's just trying to be nice, but um. Because remember, there was like a whole shit storm when she invited everybody to her beach house. So this time she's like, you don't have to come if you don't like health and wellness or my brand or don't want to support my baby on my last season on Beverly Hills. But anyway, they cut to Garcelle's interview and she's like, I was glad that I didn't have to go. I'm like, I love you, Garcelle. Couldn't love you more. Episode two. You're hilarious. So some more shit happens. And then... <laughs> cut through that let's get to the important part everybody gets to Sutton's store opening which I didn't expect it to happen so soon but here we are in West Hollywood which is mostly gay men so it's an odd choice for opening up a, a women's boutique but hey whatever um, maybe there's a candle in there we can buy I don't know or a dildo who knows so welcome to Sutton first of all we have to address Sutton's wardrobe her attire her choices in fashion Maybe why her and Kyle click is because Sutton can't dress. I said it. I know. Her clothes cost a lot of money. She tells us all the time. It's couture. It was handmade. It, you can't have it. It's for me only. The shit is ugly. Even when she was in um, New York with Lisa Rinna trying that outfit on, it was like, oh, that's ugly. And you know, you could see it all over Lisa's face, too. Like, that's not flattering. And here Sutton is in like a white, it just looks like a pillowcase with some pleats in it. It's not cute. And Erica pointed it out too. She's like, it's very pretentious to say it's couture. It's still ugly. And it was. So I'm withholding judgment partially for now. Sutton, I'm giving you, you've, we've only seen you a few times. And um, I think it could get better. So I hope so. But if, why would you choose to wear that to your store opening? There was no glitter. I was very confused. But the store opening, it looked pretty poppin', to be honest. I couldn't really see what was on, on sale because there were a lot of people there. And she's like, oh, the, the, the mayor? The mayor's here? I get governor and mayor confused, I'm sorry. And he, go, he goes up and gives it, she's like, are you, are you the mayor? You're hot. Clearly gay guy, by the way, of course he is. And she's like, can you fix my parking tickets? And it's just like, it's so tacky and cheesy. And um, meanwhile, while that's all going on, Teddy's talking to the girls around a little t table about the all-in weekend. And she's like, look you, look, you guys, you don't have to come to my all... Teddy 
all in with Teddy Mellencamp Fitness Weekend if you don't want to come. You don't have to. I don't want you to come, basically, because Dorit had just said, you know, listen, Erica, I have to come after lunch and leave before dinner. So I'll just be there for the meditation. And Teddy's like, you know what? Just I don't even. She's so insecure about it. It's like, Jesus, calm down, girl. And again, Garcelle comes in with the commentary. You care. And she does. And it's so obvious, like, she's so defensive. Nobody wants to go to the shit. They were going to do it to be nice. And here, now you're telling them, don't even bother. It's just like, make up your fucking mind. I don't know. It was frustrating. So I feel like this was a really good episode. I'm definitely looking forward to next week. I'm going to try to get to the podcast sooner to talk about it because Beverly Hills is entertaining us through the pandemic thank you so much and i'm coming back to record new york because i have to refresh my memory it was a monumental episode from what i remember i think i fell asleep halfway through but there was a lot of drinking so that will be coming up very soon please subscribe to get notified thanks boo tell your daddy i say hey he is ugly welcome back to the broadcast favorite podcast you ask for this shit if you